Evening. We're Neil and Jody Curran. Yeah, that's us. And we've been married 58 years. <laughs> what started as a two has grown to 16. We have two kids. We have a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law, six grandkids, and three of them are married, their spouses, one great-grand, and we love them all, too. You know, we found people are drawn to one another because they're different. Didn't you find that? You like the other person because they're different. They, you find them attractive. It's true opposites attract, but after a while, they often attack. <laughs> that was true for us. We were two opposites who spent a lot of years in conflict and disharmony. I grew up in New Orleans and my family had two older brothers, a mom and a dad, and a really loving family. Our family was only very casual about religion. My mother assured everybody in the family that everybody went to heaven because God was so loving not to worry. <laughs> God was like a distant cousin we didn't know very well. As the only princess, I was really spoiled by my dad. I grew up in New England in a church with a lot of rules and regulations and rituals, things you had to do if you wanted to get to heaven and things you could never do. Uh, but I was an only child, deeply loved and spoiled rotten. Finally, something <laughs> in common, you know? <laughs> Not the best thing to start your married life though. <laughs> well, as the princess, at 16, I had a car, a lot of freedom, and one very unhealthy relationship with a 22-year-old boyfriend. My parents did not like this guy, but they were afraid that if they tried to discipline me that their spoiled daughter might end up running away and marrying this guy. There really was no chance of this, but that's what they thought. I lost the boyfriend, and I was off to LSU after graduation, and I found another boyfriend whose family was friends with my parents. That wasn't me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I transferred from a junior college down to LSU, uh, quickly found the Animal House fraternity. I actually walked up to it the night I got there and said, anybody going for a drink? You know, because I had guys in that same fraternity elsewhere. After a pretty wild semester, um, I struck a bargain with the dean of men. He said, if you go away for a while, I'll let you come back. That did it. Uh, I hitchhiked to Miami, signed on a sailboat, sailed around the Bahamas, and ended up teaching at a native high school there. It's a high time in my life, seeking adventure and the meaning of life. And in the fall, I was back at LSU and I met this cute girl from New Orleans, and I loved her southern accent, her sense of humor, and her poise. Where am I? Okay. It wasn't six months before I knew I didn't want to let this Yankee out of my sight. We, we dated all year until Neil left for the summit to spend in California with some former sailing buddies, and we wrote each other every day. When we both got back to LSU, we spent a lot of time together a lot of time together, and we became pregnant. The spoiled princess was given a big wedding on Halloween. October 31st, that's <laughs> our anniversary. We thought we could have anniversary parties described as Halloween parties every year, 
Instead, we spent the next dozen years trick-or-treating with the kids. <laughs> Neil graduated a couple of months later, and we headed to New York City with no money, no job, and expecting. And I was excited, but a bit nervous about making life feasible in New York City. And conflicts began. I was home, and Neil was busy starting a career. I had no friends, no family, and no job. He arrived home to a bored, anxious, neurotic mess. He had friends and would go out with them occasionally, and that didn't really help much. <laughs> I spent a lot of time walking Manhattan, cooking, and watching TV. A lack of money was a big issue. Well, one too long before I started making good money in the advertising world, and uh, life got easier, but also a lot stressful. Uh, our son was born two and a half years after our daughter, and we enjoyed the fun of New York, but conflict was inevitable for two so spoiled, self-centered people under the same roof. After four years, we decided to move back to New Orleans so I could pursue graduate school and give our kids a regular childhood, you know, with warm weather and grass and dogs. Uh, a lot of that comfortable income disappeared when I started uh, grad school and Jody was stressed again. Now she's surrounded by friends who had bigger homes and, and regular jobs and help around the house. Uh, while in grad school, I worked for New Orleans Magazine and I did some writing and then two friends and I started an ad agency there. Still, there was no God in our lives. Church was for weddings and funerals. When our youngest started preschool, I went to work with a friend of ours who owned a real estate firm. Money did, oh, uh, money was my pursuit for security. And over the next 10 years, we both did very well. Neil's ad agency became one of the biggest in Louisiana, and I became a broker working in commercial real estate. Uh, our lives moved in different directions, with both of us finding fulfillment in work and extramarital, extramarital adventures. Although it came with some shame and guilt, we continued, neither of us knowing what the other one was doing. At this point, I was a partner in a large ad agency. We had clients all over the South actually worked for the President of the United States in one campaign cycle. I also owned a magazine and a building to keep both companies in. I really was the maker in the center of my universe. If it felt good, I did it. I drove fast and I, loved, I, I lived fast. When the Arab oil embargo hit, some of you remember the 70s, the economy collapsed in a big recession and we had lost just about everything. And that was kind of the last straw, and we separated. The kids were devastated, and I was wondering how I could manage everything all alone. They had started going to a Bible church with my brother and his wife, and they had wanted us to, con to come too, but we declined. It was full of those born-again believers that we were hearing about. You know, we, we both loved our kids, but after a few months apart, we both felt the need to try and save our marriage. The kids asked Jody one day if I could come be with them on Christmas Eve. Uh, and then after dinner, they said, can I be
be there for the morning, too. Well, we put the kids to bed, and then we started having a long talk. I had a small gift for Jody that I gave her then. It was a wedding ring for me. I had never worn a wedding ring, just wasn't, my, neither had my dad, but I, I never thought about it. Uh, I told her if she ever decided that we should get back together again, as I wanted to, then she could give it to me then. We continued talking for a long time that night, and we both end up, ended up confessing that we had been unfaithful to one another. It was a shock and a surprise to each one of us, but we ended up forgiving one another. I said I thought we had built our marriage on the wrong foundation, and going to a church as a family might help. Maybe that's what was missing. Uh, oh yeah, she did give me the wedding ring that night. <laughs> there you go. The church was growing that my brother went to, and they hired me to find some land for them to put, to put together for them to build on. And I would be the only broker that they were working with. So I, assured, I was assured of some income. As I worked with my brother on the properties, he would present them to the board of, uh, as their attorney. He often shared his faith with me. And one day he asked me if I thought I was going to heaven. I asked him if he was sure he was going to heaven. He said, yes, he was sure. And I responded, well, don't worry. If they let you in, they're bound to let me in. <laughs> He said he wasn't going to heaven because of anything he'd done, and he handed me a Bible with Ephesians 2, 8, 9 in it, and it said, for by grace, by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works that anyone should boast. And he went on to explain a little bit more about his faith. Um, on the way home that day, it occurred to me that if that was all that was necessary to believe that Jesus was God and that he'd given his life for us, that um, I was missing the best free deal ever. And on the way home, I trusted Christ. I was the first person Jody shared her newfound faith with, but I didn't have what Jody had. Months later, several months later, as we drove to church one Sunday, I was feeling pretty skeptical because we had had a fight the night before and I thought we were heading for a crash again. The week before, however, I had heard that we were having special music. The great jazz pianist Dave Brubeck was going to be at church that Sunday. Well, I love Brubeck. Remember, Take Five was a big hit of his. Well, I didn't want to miss it, even if it meant driving all the way there with you-know-who, but... <laughs> we, we got there early, good seats in the second row, and the pastor came out, followed by a young guy carrying a guitar, and he introduced Dave Brubaker, whoever he was. <laughs> I was disgusted, but stuck there. I had to admit he was pretty good after a couple of songs, and then he sang one song, which... Uh, it was about God being the master sculptor or the, the potter who shaped our lives according to his plan and his will. You know, I had written a short story in college called The Lump of Clay. and It was an allegory about my own life, how I would shape myself 
to be what I wanted to be. You know, like Sinatra was going to do it my way. Well, you know, people think today we're going through sort of a cultural revolution or an evolution, things going, the world's a little bit crazier than it seemed a couple of years ago. Well, it is, but I grew up in the 60s, you know, nothing's different. Uh, Everything changed. That was the beginning of birth control pills, sexual freedom, the Playboy revolution. All of that came in at that point in time. Uh, I could do anything I wanted. I really was self-centered. I did love Jody and I loved our kids, but not as much as I loved me. I had no counterbalance for that sort of thinking. In the middle of this song, in church, God touched my heart. I realized that I had fallen short of the master's plan and that I was a sinner, but Christ had died for me to save me from the penalty of my sins. I was 37 years old at the time. That morning I trusted Jesus to finish the job he had started when he created me and began the greatest adventure of my life. You know, I used to think I was a work of art, then I found out I was just a piece of work. <laughs> yeah. Now I know I'm a work in progress in the master's hands. It, was, it wasn't just finding a good church, it was Jesus. One of our favorite Bible verses is 1 Timothy 1, 15 and 16. This is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners and we are among the worst of them. But God had mercy on us so that Christ Jesus could use us as a great example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. Big difference. Since then, we've taken a lot of trails in our marriage through many different ministries, attending Campus Crusades Family Life Conference, a weekend to remember, We've been a dozen times and served as chair couple in Louisiana for five years. We learned a lot about fixing our marriage. We also got a lot of personal counseling. Uh, several years later, we moved to Dallas so I could go to Dallas Seminary full time. Uh, I graduated and been serving in several ministries in the Dallas area since then. I've done a lot of personal counseling as a pastoral counselor. Uh, I still do some. Ten years ago, we started a ministry to help train and resource church leaders in China and Africa, and we go back and forth to do that. You know, before we put our faith in Jesus, we looked for security and significance in all the wrong places. Your security is really in Jesus. He will never leave you. And your significance is now measured by the value, the price paid for you. The king of kings gave his life for you. That's what you're worth. We had joined Watermark at that time, and we serve here in re-engage, community, and legacy. Legacy is for for us old folks. (laughs) In regeneration, I learned a lot about myself and how I contributed to our imbalance and anger control and insecurity. 
You know, we, uh, we love re-engage. It made our marriage even better, better than we expected when we first took it. John Wingfield, I think, is here tonight. We, Jody and I were in John and Debbie's group first time. We had to go through it before we could lead, and uh, it was great fun. Uh, we learned a lot. Be honest, work on yourself, stay in your own circle when you're going through it. With Regen and Reengage under my belt, I became less critical, and we learned to work out our pattern of learning to hear each other with grace, to resolve conflict, and offer forgiveness. Good communication leads to understanding. I've learned to love and respect my husband a lot more. Takes commitment. Be diligent as you're going through the materials. It's a process. Be diligent. Yeah, always be open to, to want to moving towards oneness. Uh, develop good habits and be diligent about it. It's a great process. It's one of the best things about it. And most of all, remember God invented marriage and his, it's his plan. He wants yours to reflect the best of life. And he does that because he loves you. Uh, and I never knew I could love anybody as much as I love Jody. I have to pay him to say that. <laughs> Before we put our faith in Jesus, we look for security and significance in all the wrong places. Your security is really in Jesus. He'll never leave you. Uh, and your significance is measured by the value that you have, by the price paid for you, the very life of Jesus. You know, from the your first time in re-engage, which some of you has been a while, uh, some of you may be first timers tonight. Well, when you're in open groups and through all the sessions in your closed groups, it's really gonna be some of the best times of your marriage. Uh, enjoy it, it's a gift from your king. Thank you for having us here tonight.